and stand, amen, that's on the monitors. Glory to God. I'm going to have you read that for me this morning. Matthew chapter 20, verse 22, amen. So we're going to ask that everyone stand in recognition and honor of the word of God, amen. Not in recognition or honor of me, which is okay to honor me, but we're honoring the word of God at this time, amen. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 20, verse number 22, and we're going to have you read that together in one voice, amen, on the count of three. On the count of three, I want you to read that for me, and then we'll allow you to sit, amen, and you don't have to stand again for the next six hours. I, oh, my bad. I six. You stand, you can sit, and I'll stand, amen, for the next 30, 40, 45 minutes. Amen? Amen. amen. We're ready to read on the count of three. One, two, read. Glory to God. You may be seated. In verse 20, then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children, glory to God, with her sons, worshiping and desiring a certain thing of him. Verse 21, and he said unto her, what do you want? She said unto him, grant that these my two sons may sit the one on the right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. Now what you read. But Jesus answered and said, you know not what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said unto him, we are able. And he said unto them, you shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but from, from whom, but for whom it is prepared of my father. Amen. Glory to God. Our subject this morning, amen, is the road to greatness. The road to greatness. Amen? Or the greatness journey. Glory to God. The road to greatness. Amen? Who in here this morning, amen, it's your wish and your goal to be great? That should be every hand in the house. And it might be two or three hands for some people. Amen? If you got three hands, all three of them ought to be up. Glory to God. We all, all should want to be great. Amen? Glory to God. We should all want to be great. Amen. I remember back in the day, I used to watch on TV and I used to watch uh, 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 back then with Clashes Clay. And then a little bit after that, he became Muhammad Ali. Amen. And Muhammad Ali didn't wait on nobody else to say he was the greatest. Muhammad Ali used to go around and, and doing interviews and news, uh, news broadcasts, and, and Muhammad Ali be asked a question by the, by the interviewer and Muhammad be declaring himself the greatest. Amen. They were talking about Sonny Liston and all these other guys. And Muhammad said, glory to God, they ain't met me yet. I'm the greatest. Glory to God. You see, sometimes, amen, when you declare and decree things like that, people think that you're arrogant. Amen. They think, glory to God. But it's all right, amen, to believe in yourself. And it's all right, glory to God, to want to reach a higher level. Amen. It's all right, glory to God, to want to reach a higher level. Now watch this, glory to God. No matter how or where you reach, to, in what area you become great in, glory to God, it's always somebody else great in that area too. 
And no matter, glory to God, what area you're great in, it don't mean that somebody else is not great in another area. Amen. The problem a lot of times is what we do is, glory to God, we try to be great in the same area somebody else is great in, but we're not gifted in that area. Amen. We're not gifted in that area. We want to be great in this area, but we're not gifted in that area. Amen. We got to be gifted in an area in order to have the potential. Everybody say potential. Now, when I got when I have potential, glory to God, potential says I can reach destination greatness. It don't say I will reach destination greatness, but it says I have an opportunity. And what it says is, glory to God, potential says I have just as much chance of making it as the next guy. I have just as much chance of coming into what it is I desire to be as the next guy or gal has into coming or being what they desire to be. Amen? And so now Jesus, glory to God, here had a visit, amen, and, and, and so we, we, got some, we got some football players with us from, from Warner, and a lot of us have, have been involved in sports, guys and girls, and when you're coming up, glory to God, your parents kind of might chit-chat and talk with the coach and kind of, but it, as you get older, amen, it's kind of embarrassment. It's kind of embarrassing to have your parents come and talk to a coach, especially about playing time. Somebody say amen. amen. Shard, am I right or wrong? <laughs> you know, it's kind of embarrassing. You know, I, Jonathan played baseball, and I used to tell Jonathan, I said, boy, I said, a lot of these guys that, that's playing right now, a lot of these guys playing before you right now, a lot of these guys don't know how to fend for themselves. A lot of these guys playing, glory to God, because their uncle the coach. A lot of these guys playing because their daddy the coach. A lot of these guys playing because the coach dating their mama. I say, well, boy, once you're going to get to a place, when you start getting up and you get to that high school level, you're going to get to a point, glory to God, thank you. You're going to get to a point, glory to God, and you're going to be wondering why these guys fading out and why these guys going away. The reason why they fading out and the reason why they're going away because now mama don't have, and useless, usually, sad to say, useless to mamas. Want to know why my baby ain't playing? Because, you know, your mama, when mama saw baby in the crib and mama got baby's first little, you know, plastic air, blow up football, a basketball, a baseball, that little, that little baseball bat, you know, that plastic bat, big old knob bat. See, I know about baseball because Jonathan played baseball. Big, they had them big old plastic bat, the, the, the barrel of the bat about that big. You know, when the bat that big, it's hard to miss the ball. Amen. And so your child coming up and your child, you pitching the ball to your child and whack, your child just kill, just. Just, just killing the ball. And so you, you, you get in your mind, I got a baseball player. Man, anybody can hit that ball. And so mama got her, got her something going on. And so when she get up and her boy ain't playing, she want to talk to coach and wonder, you know why? You know why Terrace ain't getting no playing time? <laughs> y'all say, y'all, you bother that man all the time. Y'all, you know what? I don't bother that fella as half as much as he bother. If y'all knew the time I have with that fella, y'all wouldn't feel sorry for him in church when I mess with him. Amen? Glory to God. And so Jesus had a visit by two of his disciples' mama. And, and, and she came, Salome came, Salome came, 
and said to Jesus, I know that you're great. I know that you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I know that you're going to sit back on your throne in glory one day. And, and, I, and, 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 and I just got a request. Because I got the two best boys in the world. Amen. I got the two best. You got two, my two, two, my, my two sons that are your disciples. They are the best sons that a mama can have. Amen. You know, I like to advise parents you know, when, they, when they start making statements like that. I, I like to advise them. Don't forget that your son or your daughter is from your seed. Amen. And so, you know, they just might not be at this particular time that you're talking about them as good as you think they are. Amen. But she said to Jesus, I got two boys and, and I want to make a request. I want to request that when you come into your kingdom to, to give this great uh, privilege to my boys, one to sit on your right hand and one to sit on your left hand. Amen. In other words, she was asking Jesus if, if, if her boys could be next to him in command. And Jesus asked a question. He said, can you drink? Because now watch this now. Jesus didn't ask this question to her. So now these were two, these, these were two unique boys. Because they were there with their mama when she was asking them. Neither one of them pulled and said, Mom, 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 shh, Mom, don't ask that, Mom. They were right there with How do I know they were right there with Because Jesus didn't spoil. She spoke to him. He spoke to them. And he said to them, are you able? In other words, Jesus knew that they were right along with their mama. And probably, because they were good boys, they probably had talked their mama into Talking to Jesus. Amen. And so they there and Jesus didn't say anything. No, he turned to them and he said to them, are you able to drink from the cup? Watch this. Watch this. He said, are you able to drink from the cup that I must drink from? And without hesitation, them rascals said yes. They said yes. In other words, they wanted to be on the same level as Jesus without really, really understanding and realizing what Jesus was going to have to go through to get to what he was going to. Amen. You see, sometimes folk want to be great. Amen. Sometimes folk want to be great. Amen. But in order to be great, in order to be great, one thing you have to be willing to do uh, to be great is, amen, you got to be willing to work at it. Amen. You got to be willing to work at it. Watch this. Things don't just Things don't just happen like we sometimes think they do. We think, glory to God, things just happen. If we think about them long enough, if we think about them hard enough, if we want them bad enough, they'll just happen. Amen. But things don't just happen. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them it don't just happen. It don't just happen. Amen. If you want to be great, glory to God, the first thing you got to be willing to do, amen, is you got to be willing, glory to God, to work at it, amen. And so if you want to be great in an area, you got to go look at that area. You got to go check the area out. You got to go figure out what that area is all about. And then you got to figure out what it takes to be great in that area. And then you got to decide on your own by yourself that you're going to work at it. 
Amen. That you're going to work at it. You're going to work at it. Amen. If you want to be great, glory to God. If you want to be great, a great teacher, glory to God. You got to work on studying. Huh? You got to work on studying. You got to, first of all, in order to be a teacher, you got to, first of all, be what? A student. Amen. You got to be a student, glory to God, if you're going to be a teacher. And so if you desire to be a teacher, but glory to God, you don't want to be a student. Chances are, even if you make it to teacher status, you're not going to be too good at it. That's just, that's just chances. I'm not, I'm not, you know, putting you down or anything, but I'm just saying, if you're not going to put the time in, glory to God, to be a student, then you probably are not going to be a real good teacher. Amen. And so first of all, when you decide something you want to do, you decide you want to be great in an area. Amen. And all of us should have something that we want to be great in. All of us should have a dream. All of us should have goals. All of us should have something, glory to God, that we're pressing at. Something, glory to God, that we're moving towards, amen. Glory to God. I, I, I passed, amen, and, and I, but I tell you, glory to God, when I was coming up, I wasn't, I wasn't, glory to God, I wasn't dreaming about being a pastor. I wasn't dreaming about being a pastor, amen. Now, I, I believe that God had a call on my life as far as preacher, as far as minister, amen. But, glory to God, my dream was to be an evangelist, amen. And you know what the evangelists do, glory to God? The evangelists go visit and go home. Amen. Don't have to deal with a groups of people for too long, longer than preaching. Amen. Teaching, ministering, you know, praying for him, shaking a few hands on his way to his car or her car on their way out the door to their car. Amen. That's what I wanted to be. Amen. I wanted. Look, I didn't. I, I didn't want to not serve God, but I just wanted to serve God in the capacity that I wanted to serve him as. Amen. And so that was rolling along real good, and I was studying, and I was reading, and I was preparing, and I was, you know, I was doing my thing. I was trying to get to the place that I wanted to be in. Glory to God. But sometimes, amen, out of your dream and your goal, God got something deeper and more and something, we'll say, I'll say better. Because I found out, since I'm a pastor now, I find out it's better to be a pastor than an evangelist. Because <laughs> I'm a pastor, amen? Glory to God. And so now you got to find out what it is that you want to be, glory to God. And you got to put time in, amen, watch this, by yourself. By yourself. Some, some, one of the worst things for most people is they can't do anything by themselves. They can't do anything by themselves. They always need somebody else to do something with them. Now, that's good in and of itself, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But in order for you, glory to God, to first start to the road to greatness, you got to be willing to get on that road by yourself. You got to be willing to get on that road by yourself. You got to be willing to seek out and to search out what it is that you need to do in that area in order to become great. You got to, you got, you got to search out, and you got to seek, and you got to find out what it is, glory to God, it means to become an heir. So since I was, I wanted to be an evangelist, I used to, glory to God, read books, and I used to study stuff on evangelism, amen. I used to read books, and I used to study stuff on evangelism. I used to look at the, 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 some evangelists from, from old. I used to look at you know, how they operated, how they did, and how, you know, I used to look at that. I, I, and I, 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 was, I was dealing with that, and I was doing that, glory to God. And I, I you know, it, it, it was coming along fine. But then God put a, another spin on it. It added another direction to it. But the reason why that happened was because I was willing, first of all, to do what? To get started. How? By myself. Amen? First of all, by myself. Watch this. You can tell if somebody want to be great. It's okay to invite somebody to come with you to go do something, but if that person turn you down, it won't stop you from going. It won't turn, won't turn you down. It won't stop you from going. You know, one time Jonathan came home. I said, he, back, uh, he went down to the batting cage. Uh, to bat, to practice, and he came home. He said, I said, man, you back real quick. I said, what y'all did? Just took the bats, the balls out, took the, the, the tee out, took the bats out, and then put them back in the bag and, and came home. 
Because y'all was down there, he told Dad, I ain't gonna call him. He said, Dad, so and so, he ain't wanna hit no more. I said, Well, why you came home? See, it don't matter to you what he do, because you ain't trying to be great like him. You're trying to be great like you. Okay? And then he said this, he said, Well, Dad, it was his teeth. So you think you just said to myself, you think you slick. So what you do with that, Shaw? You go buy him a tea. So next time you go home, he, that's the excuse is what? It's gone. He can't say I left called Terrence left. He didn't want to bat. He didn't want to hit no more. He got tired, torn his hands, started hurting. Ain't got nothing to do with you because you got your own tea now. Well, Dad, it was his balls. Boy, is you going to play baseball or what? Every time I turn around, you got an excuse about why you didn't do something. Now I got to go over to Winter Haven. <laughs> well, you know where I went to play it again. I played it again, got some stuff somebody else already played with. And it don't cost as much as this thing costs. <laughs> they got some balls down there somebody else already hit. So I went to play it again. I got a bucket. I got a bucket with a top on it. I got some balls for that bucket. So I, I'm, what I'm doing? I'm taking away every excuse to be committed by yourself. Amen? But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Silk, after I took all them excuses away, he stopped coming home early. He stopped coming home early. You know what he started doing? He started going to the field before everybody. And he started coming home after everybody. Because now what? He got his own stuff. He got his own stuff. He up there in Gainesville. He up there in Gainesville at Santa Fe, and he was saying, Dad, these guys don't want to hit. These guys don't want to. And Coach had the stuff locked up. Coach had the stuff locked up. He don't, you know, have the stuff out. He don't want the stuff to get stole. He don't want the stuff to be left out in the weather. So he locked the stuff up, and one of the coaches said, Now, we can't do anything extra. Okay. So next time he came home, you know what he did? He packed up his bucket of balls, his tea, and he put it in his car, and he took it back to Gainesville with it. So now he'll send me a picture. He'll say, Dad, what you see? He re record himself in the cage trying to get better by himself. Amen. The first thing you got to do, glory to God, you got to be willing to work by yourself. The next thing you got to do, glory to God, number two, if, if you want to be great, glory to God, if you want to be great, you first of all got to learn to work by yourself, and then you got to find somebody else that wants to work and wants to be committed. So now you got a partner, glory to God, to keep you accountable. You got somebody to keep you accountable. But see, that other person can't keep you accountable if you ain't already accountable. Because see, accountability is something you establish for yourself. The only thing the other person can do is help you maintain that accountability. How am I going to help you maintain some loop you ain't got? If you don't already have accountability, if you're not already accountable to yourself, you're not going to be accountable to your partner. Watch this here. The partner that you pick to work with you will soon become your enemy if you're not accountable to yourself. Amen? Because when the joker come to get you a call to get you, you won't answer the phone. And then when they come by and knock on the door, you won't answer the door. And then they'll wait outside and you'll think they're gone and you'll be sneaking to go somewhere else and they'll be right out there waiting on you. And then you'll be saying, you'll be saying, man, what you doing out here? I said, mother, you stalking me or what? Ain't answered before, ain't answered before, I must not have wanted to go. But I'm, you want me to be your accountability partner. 
But you can, you can only become frustrated with folk that are not accountable in and of themselves to themselves. Because they'll frustrate you. They don't realize you need them as much as they need you. But they're not holding up their end of the bargain. Amen. So the first thing you need, amen, to, 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 even, to even think about being great or getting to a place of greatness, you need to have the, the, the want to enough that you're going to start on that road by yourself. Once you start on that road by yourself, glory to God, then you find somebody else, amen, to help you maintain an accountability. An accountability. Amen? Glory to God, on that road to greatness, amen? You can't just get on that road and decide you're going to be great. Because if you just get on the road and decide you're going to be great and you ain't got no accountability to yourself, no responsibility, glory to God. Every time there's a bump, everybody say bump. Life is a journey. Life is a road. And glory to God, in life, in road, in own roads, there are bumps. Some bumps are put there intentionally. You go through, so I, was, I was up in, in, in uh, Sanford. If you go through some, any of y'all got them GPSs, them little st stuff on your phone? How many of y'all know sometimes that stuff don't work? How many of y'all know? So, y'all might be saying, well, it must be the phone, your phone you got it, whatever. I promise you, use it long enough. That thing will take you somewhere. I saw this old lady, a little girl walking. I said, hey, ma'am, can you tell me where Seminole College is? Because my GPS brought me to this. And I thought, I, what I said was, I said, boy, if that college in this area, uh, this is a, a, a red juco. Because the houses were two stories high. Three, three, some of them had three car garages. Some of them had four. I said, man, if the college in the back of this complex, something ain't right. But I'm following the GPS. So I get there, and she said, well, you got to go back out, and you got to go around. It's on the other side. She said, what happened was they built their housing area there and closed off that access to the college. But I guess the GPS didn't catch up with that, <laughs> that new housing development. He ain't caught up with that yet. Amen? Glory to God. And so... You gotta, you gotta be accountable and responsible, and you gotta have somebody helping you because they're gonna become some times when there are bumps in the road. I remember I was in the service, glory to God, and I had I had my little car and I drove my car up to New York to visit a friend. I think I hit every pothole in New York. I got a brand new car and I'm riding over here, man. I'm hitting potholes. It see, it seems like the motor about to fall out like this thing. And I'm creeping, I'm going slow because I'm scared now. Some bumps in the road are created, glory to God, just by regular wear and tear. Some bumps in the road are put there to slow things down. But some bumps in the road are, are, are just naturally created. So that means sometimes you're going to go through times where you don't want to do nothing just because you're on the road to success, a road to greatness. Sometimes you're going to wake up and your alarm clock going to go off and it's time to go work out, it's time to go run, it's time to go do whatever, and you hit the alarm clock and you be like, not today, just because life is what it is. But you still have a goal to be great. You got to be able to push past that. And if you got a partner to help you in order to do that, you can get back on track because you're helping one another. And then the third thing is kind of like the first thing. And that is the first thing is you've got to, you know, be able to get on the road by yourself to get started. You got to find you somebody to help you to keep pushing 
and to keep pressing and stay accountable on that road. But the third thing is you got to get back to a point that if I have to go by myself, I'm going by myself. So in greatness, what I'm trying to show you is in, great, in being great, greatness sometimes is not just a journey, but sometimes it's a circle. Sometimes you have to come back to the same place you started from, but you have to come back at a greater level. You have to come back at a greater level. Once you get to the point, glory to God, that you can get started for yourself, and then you get somebody to assist you and help you, and then when that person, glory to God, lose their focus, lose their direction, lose their accountability, their responsibility, because, glory to God, you've gotten that thing so in your spirit, uh, down in you, it don't matter that they quit, there's no quit in you. There's no quit. Michael Jordan, glory to God, Michael Jordan, arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player to ever put on a uniform. I mean, his numbers say it, his, 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 the, 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 the championships and the titles he won say it, you know, and, 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 and you know, I'm, I was a Magic Johnson, you know, Laker man, but, you know, you just, it is what the proof is in the pudding, Bill Cosworth say. It is what it is. But Michael Jordan made this statement one time. He made this comment one time. Mike say, I like to stay out the practice and work out. He said, but every day I had to work with somebody different. Because nobody would stay two days in a row with me to work out. He said he had to choose, you know, different guys on the team for each day of the week that would actually stay and work out with him. I might say it got so bad that he actually ended up having to buy Joker's dinner to stay out the practice to work out with him. Needless to say, Michael Jordan, like I say, was if not the one of the most best basketball player to ever play the game. Amen? Mike, when he first came into the league, Mike was a driver. Mike was a slasher. Mike was a dunker. You know, Joker started wearing Mike's shoes. They started wearing Mike's shoes, and they started wearing Mike Pitcher. They put Mike Pitcher on shoes. And Joker was wearing Mike's shoes because Michael Jordan, who was, who jokes to who didn't like the Bulls, wore Jordans. Joker that didn't like the Bulls wore Jordans. Amen. Well, well, they wasn't even Jordan when he first started. They were Nike Air. He was Air Jordan. They were Nike Air. Then it was Air Jordan. And then Jordan got so bad, Jordan said, I, I ain't trying to be great. I'm trying to be the greatest. He said, I'm going to be the classic clay to Muhammad Ali of basketball. And so Jordan, glory to God, decided, Michael just, just decided he was going to break with Nike and come out with his own brand. That's where you, that's where you get Jordan from. Where you get Jordan from? Jordan, he did his own thing. But he was willing to work to be great. He was willing, work, willing to work to be the greatest. When Detroit Pistons came out with the bad boys and they started putting them bowls on Jordan when he was coming in the lane, trying to come in there and dunk, and they were putting him on his back, Mike went back to the gym and started working on the jumper. Mike ain't had no jumper when he first came in the league. He hit a couple of lucky shots at North Carolina from the corner to win a couple of games. But Mike was not a, a, a shooting a basketball player. He was a slasher. He was a driver. He was a dunker. But when the Detroit Pistons, glory to God, put a couple of bumps in the road, they put a couple of bumps in the road, one of them being Bill Lambeer, when they started putting them bowls on him and, and, and put, trying to hurt him, Mike said, okay, I got to back up and I got to reevaluate this thing. But what Mike didn't do, Mike didn't quit. Mike didn't give up. Mike didn't say, well, man, the game changing. These guys trying to hurt me now. They, you know, the, the game ain't what Mike went back to the gym and started working on something else. He started working on something else because his goal was to be the best. You know why Mike, glory to God, sometimes adversity will help you get something on the inside of you that will make you drive. 
that'll make you go. The reason why Michael Jordan had that drive and that determination in him as far as athletics and sports, Mike got cut on the JV team. The JV basketball team at his high school, Michael Jordan, got cut. And after that, Mike said he'll never get cut again. And he started working on it. He was working on being great. He was working on being the best. Amen. What am I talking about, glory to God, in these next uh, few minutes, glory to God, before I close? I'm talking about, amen, your attitude towards greatness. I'm talking about your attitude towards greatness, amen. Your attitude towards greatness has to be set right. In order for you, glory to God, to decide that you're going to start on that road to greatness, in order for you to decide you're going to find somebody to help you, and then for you to get to the point where, glory to God, even if they don't help you, I'm going to stay on this road because it's my goal, it's my drive, it's my determination to reach the place of destiny that I'm trying to reach for myself, amen. And so greatness, amen, greatness, amen, is an attitude. It's an attitude, glory to God, with the right attitude. You can have all the ability in the world. And not have the right attitude and do what? Come up short. You can have all the ability in the world and not have the right attitude about preparation and end up, amen. You say team, sometimes teams play each other and, and all the scouting reports say this team's supposed to blow this team out, this team supposed to beat the brakes off this team, and then, then you know, that game get to going and things happening to transpire, they get late in the game, and the team that's supposed to blow the other team out now, they get nervous because the team that was supposed to get blown out didn't come to get blown out. They didn't come to lose. They came with the right attitude. The team that was supposed to blow them out came with the attitude, man, we don't need to prepare for these guys. We don't need to worry about these guys. We got these guys in our sleep. And because of a bad attitude, what was supposed to be a win, look at somebody say life. It's supposed to be a win. So you're supposed to win in life. I'm supposed to win in life. We're not supposed to lose. We're not supposed to come up short. Glory to God. We're supposed to win in life. And if we don't have the right attitude, what was supposed to be a win ends up becoming, glory to God, a losing situation. Because the attitude that we had was not right. Amen? Glory to God, the attitude that we had was not right. And so my older brother used to tell me, don't try to use these things because you're too wild. You need a head help, man. Glory to God. So I don't... We got to have the right attitude, amen, the right attitude if we're going to win in this thing called life, amen. Life is a journey. Life is a road. And if we're going to win on this journey, we got to make sure we have the right attitude. Now, Peter, these two the sons of Zebedee, amen, they didn't have the right, uh, James and John didn't have the right attitude because what they did was they tried to sneak behind the other ten disciples back. They tried to sneak behind the other ten disciples back and get a get a heads up on them or get a one up on them, amen. And so they went with the wrong attitude. The watch this cause glory to God. If greatness is your destiny, if greatness is your destiny, glory to God, you don't need any cheap, cheap tricks, cheap tricks or shortcuts. You don't need anybody to give you any extra, any extra on anybody else. You don't need anybody. You, 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 if greatness is your destiny, you're willing to work for it. You're willing to earn it, glory to God. So when, 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 when it happens, nobody can say, glory to God, that they gave you the break. 
that they gave you the check, which that happens sometimes, that's fine then. But your attitude should be, if somebody give me a break, it's because they see something in me and they want to help me. It's not because, glory to God, I'm going behind everybody else's back and trying to get favor before somebody else get it, amen. I'm going to let, glory to God, what I'm doing speak for me. I'm going to let what I'm doing make somebody want to help me, not me try to, glory to God, go get it on my own, amen. And so the attitude is very important, amen. The attitude is very important. And the attitude, glory to God, is something, amen, that happens on the inside of you. Attitude, glory to God, is not just in you, it's developed in you. Glory to God, you don't just have the right attitude, you got to develop the right attitude. And when you develop the right attitude, glory to God, you can press towards that thing called greatness, amen. And now Jesus told James and John, he asked them, can you drink from the cup that I, I got a drink of? Can you drink? And he said, can you drink from the cup of suffering that I myself must drink from? And they say, yes, Lord, we can drink from that cup. And Jesus said, you don't really know what you're talking about. You don't really know what's happening and what's going on. Glory to God. You don't know. He said, but. You are going to have to drink from that cup. Watch this now. They had to drink from their own cup of suffering because their cup of suffering was connected with his. They just didn't have to drink it on the same level that he had to drink it on. Glory to God. But just like Jesus was persecuted and just like folk turned against him, glory to God, after he was gone, they turned against them. After he was gone, they turned against them. And history says, history says, glory to God, that every one of the disciples, save maybe two of them, glory to God, died a horrible death. Died a horrible death, glory to God, because they were connected with Jesus and they end up having, glory to God, to drink from that same cup that Jesus drunk from, glory to God. And they say Peter had to drink from that cup, glory to God, and Peter was so deep in his relationship with God that when they went, glory to God, they wanted to crucify Peter like Jesus was crucified. Peter say, I'm not worthy to be crucified the way my Savior was crucified. He petitioned those who was crucifying him. He said, can you turn me upside down? He didn't want to get away from the suffering. He said, I just don't want to suffer the same way my sake because I'm not worthy to suffer like he suffered. I'm not worthy the same death that he bore, glory to God. But they say, Peter said to them that took him to the, to, to the cross to crucify him, Peter said, can you turn me upside down? And crucify me. What, what, what Peter? Peter had, Peter, glory to God, Peter had the right attitude, amen, because those in that, that the first century, amen, the, many of them died for their faith in Christ. Many of them, glory to God, folk tried to turn them away from their faith in Christ, and they ended up dying for their faith. Peter, glory to God, reached his point of greatness, but not glory to God, because he preached, preached on the day of Pentecost, and thousands of souls got saved, not because he wrote the book of First and Second Peter, but glory to God, Peter reached his greatness because he was willing to go through whatever life brought to him in order to glorify God. Amen. How many of you know glory to God? That's what you're here for. You're here to bring glory and honor to the name of the Lord. Amen. And so if you're willing, glory to God, to travel that road all the way to that point of destiny, it's the destiny that brings about the greatness. Amen. You're not just great, glory to God, because folk pat you on the back and say, what a nice job you've done. You're not great, glory to God, because folks say, you know, you look like you're on the right track. You see, looking like you're on the right track and starting on the right track ain't the same thing as staying on the right track and finishing on the right track, amen. Sometimes them bumps in life become tough, amen. Anybody ever have some tough times, some bumps in the road, sometimes, glory to God, where you want to just get that towel and throw in that towel, amen. Let me tell you this morning, glory to God, no matter what life brings to you, no matter what life introduces to you, you got to be willing, glory to God, to say that I'm going to keep pressing anyhow, amen. The Apostle Paul said, I pray. 
us toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God which is in Christ Jesus. I'm looking for something greater. I'm looking for something better. So I can't stop. I can't quit. I can't give up. I got to keep on pressing. Amen. Glory to God. You see, glory to God. You, you, when, you, when you're pressing for God, you got to decide in your attitude that no matter what I face, no matter what come up against me, it'll never be more than what he had to face. It'll never be more than what he had to go through. Glory to God. And so he went through what he went through. If he did that, look at somebody and tell them, I can do this. Glory to God. What is this? Whatever your this is. Whatever your this is, amen. Whatever area you're trying to be great in, you can do it, glory to God, if you decide. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm going to press anyhow. I'm going to press anyway, amen. I'm going to press anyhow. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to throw in the tower, glory to God. I'm going to do what it is that God called me to do. It may hurt, glory to God. You know, and you know, glory to God, they say no pain, no gain, glory to God. If you're not willing to work to the point of pain, you're not willing to get the benefit, glory to God, of the work, amen. And there's no sense in working and not get the benefit. There's no sense in working and not getting the benefit. If you're going to want the benefit, you got to put the work in. And if you're going to put the work in, don't stop short of the benefit. Don't stop short of the manifestation. You got to keep pressing and pushing in order for that thing to come about. Amen. So James and John, they wanted something, glory to God, that they wasn't really ready for. Amen. Because they hadn't put the time in. If they had put the time in, they wouldn't be sneaking around corners or going telling their mama, mom, go talk to him. Mom, go talk to him and see what he say. Talk to him and see, see what he say about it. But you'll be willing to press anyhow without anybody talking to him. Because glory to God, you, 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 you have something on the inside of you. You have something on the inside of you. Glory to God. You just tell Jonathan, you go, we go play travel ball and go play with team. First thing, coach, that's count what position you play. And I, I taught him. I say, this what you, this your response. When they say count what position you play, you say, coach, where you need somebody at. You say, coach, where you need somebody at. Because your attitude is, glory to God, you got something on the inside of you that they need. You got something, glory to God, in you that they need. And so all you got to do is get on the field. If you can get on the field, you can play what position you want to play. The thing is, you got to get on the field. So I used to tell him, tell him, coach, where do you need somebody at, coach? That's where I play today. Huh? That's where I play, glory to God. And then my, my son thing is, my son thing is, it's hitting. So I say, glory to God, if you get on the field and show them what you can do at the plate, they'll really find out what position you want to play now. They'll really find out what position you want to play now because now you got something that they want. You got something, not only something that they want, you got something that they need. The coach on Fort Meade came to me, Jonathan in the eighth grade, he said, Mr. Count, he said, I know Jonathan never played outfield, but I got a junior on first base, and I got a junior on third base, and them guys done put their time in, and them guys been good to my system, but I need your son back in the lineup. Can he play outfield? I said, my son, he play, I don't play. I'm his dad, I'm, I'm the fan. I don't play basketball. I don't, I don't play uh, baseball. He played baseball. I'm just a fan. I said, so you got to go talk to him. He came home to me and he said, Dad, uh, coach want to put me in the outfield. I said, what you told him? I said, I told him I can play outfield. I said, good job. He ain't no coach that already talked to me. Coach was trying to feel me out and see whether or not it was okay with me for him to play in the outfield. Glory to God. I, told him, I don't play baseball. He played baseball. But his attitude, I, I, I put an attitude in him. 
I put an attitude in him, and he built on that attitude. The attitude is you want to be on the field. You want to be in the game. When you get on the field and get in the game, glory to God, and you start showing what you can do, then you can go over and say, hey, coach, you know I can play a little first. Coach, you know I used to be the best first baby in the county in my age group. You know, you go there and bump the, the third baseman go down. You, you got an opportunity now because he like your batting line up. You go, hey, cool, I can play third too now. You know what I'm saying? And why? Because it's the attitude. The attitude, glory to God, sets the, sets the standard. The attitude sets the mark. Now, what if he have said, no, coach, I don't want to play in the outfield. He might have sat on the bench for two years waiting on third or first to open up. So that's two years, not two years gain. That's two years loss. And so glory to God, when you have the right attitude, the right attitude open up doors of opportunity. Open up doors of opportunity. On your job, folk coming to ask you, can you do this? Can you do that? No, y'all don't pay me to do that. They may be trying to set you up so they can pay you to do that. But since your attitude is not right, somebody else going to get that position. Somebody else going to get that raise. Somebody else going to get that promotion. Somebody else going to make that money because your attitude went right. Well, I'm only doing what y'all paid me to do. Well, the truth of the matter, you probably ain't doing that. You probably ain't even, even doing what they pay you to do. But if your attitude right, your attitude will open up doors of opportunity for you. Your attitude will make folks see you in a different light. They'll make folks see you in a different way. When your co-workers, glory to God, and your, and your teammates talking against you, the, the supervisor and the coach will see you in a whole different way. Because they checking your attitude. They're not checking what folks saying about you. They're not checking that folk mad at you. They checking your attitude. They see, glory to God, that every time they ask you to do something, you Johnny on the spot they see glory to God every time they ask you to stay over for three minutes you ain't talking about y'all gonna pay me for them three minutes no we ain't gonna pay you for them three minutes cause we ain't gonna take them 15 minutes back that you had you want three minutes for the three minutes you stay over extra you done 15 minutes you was hiding so you still owe them 12 if my math correct The right attitude is, I can do that. Let me make a phone call. Let me make a phone call. Let me call my mama and tell her I ain't going to pick little Johnny up like when I told her I was because I don't need to mess this up. Because I need my mama to keep my, keep my baby when I need him to. If I don't get back there at 5.30 like I said I was, because you don't know my mama. My mama don't play that. <laughs> you say you're going to pick them grandkids up at 5.30, you best to be there at 5.29. So let me call my mama and see if it's okay that I can stay over. I, I can stay if my mama says it's all right. Grown lady. Tell me I got to check with my mama. That's right. My mama, my babysitter. Huh? What, what's so big, big and good about your mama being a babysitter? Your mama the babysitter, glory to God, you ain't got to send them to a babysitter. They're going to charge you, glory to God, to keep them. They're going to charge you to feed them. They're going to charge you to change them. They're going to charge you to comb their hair. So you check with mama and see your attitude right. Your attitude right. Your attitude is, I'm just trying to get in somewhere. All I need to do is get, see you got to have that. All I need to do is get my foot in the door. All I need to do is just get my, if I get my foot in the door, somebody going to give me something. Somebody going to give me some promotion. Somebody going to suggest me to somebody else. Somebody going to talk about me in the right place around the right person. And that person hear my name called glory to God. They going to say, I heard about you. I heard about you. Come on, I got something for you. Why? It's all about the right attitude.
the right attitude. The right attitude. The right attitude. The right attitude determines whether or not you're going to be great. And watch this. Watch this. You ain't even got to be Muhammad Ali great. Huh? What I mean by that, you ain't even got to be the greatest. Huh? If you just come to your place of greatness. If you come to your place of greatness, glory to God, the greatness that you accomplish, glory to God, is going to be good enough for you. Amen? It's going to be good enough for you. And so when you accomplish that, that place of greatness, amen, watch this, glory to God. Now, Muhammad was a whole different character. I'm not bothered with Muhammad Ali. Amen. Because he was a bad boy. But what I'm saying is, after a while, he stopped calling himself the greatest. And what happened was everybody else started calling him the greatest. See, that's when you'd have made it. That's when you made it, when you ain't got to call yourself great no more. That's when you made it, glory to God, when you ain't got to whistle, blow a whistle for yourself, when you ain't got to toot your own horn. Glory to God, when other folks start talking about you and other folks start talking about, man, this guy right here, this guy right here, you're talking about somebody having somebody on your team, somebody having somebody on your staff at your workplace, this person is the person to have. I don't care what happened in this place. I don't care who they cut. I don't care how many setbacks and cutbacks we have. We cannot let this one go. That's the person you want to be. That's the person you want to be. You want to be the person, you don't want to be the person that I'm done. You don't want to be the person, glory to God, that when you go tell your job, you're putting in your two weeks notice, somebody go behind the other door and do a dance. Because they glad you gone. They've been trying to figure out how they was going to get you out of here. They've been trying to figure out how they was going to get rid of you. And you, the Lord answered their prayer. You came in and told them you put it in your two-week notice. And when you leave the room, glory to God, they start dancing. They was, folk that don't even go to church start saying hallelujah. Because you gone. No, this is what you, this is the person you want to be when you go in and tell them you put it in your two-week notice. You want them to say, what can we do to keep you, to keep you here? Is it the money? Can we, can we give you a raise? Can we give you more money? Can we give you better hours? Why? Because you got the right attitude on the job and they don't want to lose you. They don't want to lose you. I went and told somebody I was leaving. I was going for another job, a, a better job. Glory to God. And you know, they started telling me, amen, they started telling me, no, don't, don't go. Don't go. We, we got some. Glory to God. I was working such a violent contest. My brother, I was working at a place, glory to God, where you had to have so much time in in certain areas to get the paint in that area. But they took me and they put me in an area to work that I wasn't qualified and certified to make the pay. But I was over there outdoing everybody. My, my quality was better than everybody. My numbers were better than everybody. The old ladies over there that I was working, they told real, you're going to make us look bad. Real, you need to slow down, real. You're you doing too much work. I say, hey, I'm just doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to make my eight hours and go. I ain't finna lay around, lag around. But when I got ready to go, you know, they, they didn't want me to go. They said, no, what can we do? What can we do? I said, well, first of all, you can pay me what I'm working for. And then they said, well, we can't do that. We really, the, the company won't let us do that. But can't, I said, well, ain't nothing else to be said. I got to go. I got a wife. She pregnant. And I ain't know she was going to have the biggest baby in the world. Shoot, I got to feed that joker. But when you get ready to leave a place, folk ought to say, don't go. You know, sometimes folks say, well, it was good working with you. That's a lie. They saying, we glad you gone. They ain't, it wasn't good working with you. They glad you gone. But your attitude is, wherever I go, whatever I do, I'm going to be the best at it. And I'm going to give them the best that I got. So when it's time for me to go, they're going to talk about me. They're going to remember me. 
they're going to remember the job that I did. They're going to remember, and they're going to say, we lost a good man. We lost a good woman. Why? Because of the attitude. Because of the attitude. Because of the attitude. Watch this. If you don't go on a job and work like it belongs to you, you probably never be a business owner. If you don't go on somebody else's job and work like the job belongs to you, you probably never have a business of your own. If you don't go on somebody else's job and work like that job actually belongs to God, you probably never reach a place of greatness. Amen? Look at somebody and tell them you're on a road that leads to greatness. Whether you make it or not, it's all up to you. Come on, clap your hands and give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Glory to God. There's a road that leads to greatness. There's a road that leads to greatness. And whether or not you reach that place of greatness, it's all in your attitude. It's all in your attitude. Amen. Glory to God. Watch this. There's something on the each side of each one of us that determines whether or not we reach our place of greatness. And I'm going to show you something this morning. That thing that you might think it is is not what I'm talking about. The thing that's on the inside of you that's going to determine whether or not you reach your place of greatness or not reach your place of greatness is called Y-O-U. It's called Y-O-U. You determine. You determine. Well, pastor, how can you say I determine we're talking about God? Because the Bible says God has dealt to every man. The measure of faith. In other words, God has given you everything you need to be great. He's put everything in you that you need. When he puts you in the body that you're in, he put everything that you'll ever need to reach a place of greatness. But we look at everything and everybody else to help make us great. The person that's going to make you great is the person that you look at every day in the mirror. The person that you look at every day in the mirror. Because that's the only person that can stop you. That's the only person that can hinder you. That's the only person that can keep you from reaching God's expected end from you. It's you. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. God, we bless you. We praise you. We magnify you.